Hello, listeners. I'm I'm very excited to join uh, with our next guest.、Um, this is someone I will not do the introduction, and I'll give the opportunity for Laura to introduce herself. But somebody I have looked、uh, towards my career, a very、um, esteemed leader at the organization, and I have navigated the career throughout the graciousness in last many many years I have known. So I'm pretty excited, and the next、uh, few minutes we'll spend together will be,、um, in my opinion, a million dollar advice for all the listeners. So, all the listeners, our next guest today is Laura Fisher from RBC. Laura, welcome to the podcast "Careers for Youth in Banking." Tell us about yourself. Thanks, Nabil, and excited to be here、um, today. Talking about youth in banking certainly reminds me of, of what it was like when when I started. And、uh, so, just a little bit about me before we get into that is, you know, I'm a proud mother of two incredible boys who are now 13 and 15. And soon we'll be asking me the same questions about how to navigate their careers. In fact, we have those conversations regularly now.、Um, I've been with the organization. I've been fortunate to be with the same organization now for about 30 years. Having said that, I've had about 15 to 17 different jobs within the same company. So I, I happen to be one of those、uh, individuals that loves doing different things, and have happened to found a company where I can do a variety of, of different things. And and so you know, my career I would say has been an incredible adventure of doing very different things, and that's what I've enjoyed most most about it. Wow, that's special. So, what exactly you do, Laura, right now at RBC? So right now I'm I'm the vice president for HR shared services and just to put that in in plain language what that means is we're responsible for everything about the life as an employee from the moment you're onboarded into RBC you get your offer letter your background checks completed to the moment you pick your benefits、uh, your investments、um, so we're really there we're we're kind of like the entire life cycle we're with you from the moment you join until the moment you retire、um, any Uh, uh, like I said, pension benefits, retirement, things you're interested in along the way in terms of what the company offers. We're there to help you. We're also the employee contact center.、Um, so as employees have questions about their benefits or their vacation entitlements or whatever it might be, we're there to support. So we support all 80,000 RBC employees globally.、Um, so it's quite a large business as well as, as pensioners. So like I say, we're with you from the moment you join to the moment you retire. Oh, that's very special. So I'm actually going to take you back 30 years, as you said. Yeah.、Um, think of when you started your role at RBC.、Um, think of those days, right? And try to bring it together. What the audience can do. So, why did you finish school? And which courses did you take? How did you apply? How did you land up a job at RBC? Right. Yeah, so that's a you know it's a it's a great trip down memory lane. So thank you for the the reminder of of where it all、uh, started. I was a summer student, and I know there's many co-op programs that that people explore and and have part of the education today, which I think is fantastic. And and in the same way, I didn't have the benefit of a co-op program, but was a summer student at RBC for three different summers. I grew up in Montreal, so I started my career in Montreal. And then I went to university、um, at Mount Allison University in New Brunswick, and then got recruited with RBC for a management training program at the time, and worked the first 12 years of my career in Atlantic Canada before making the move to Toronto. So that's a little bit about how I got started, summer student, all the way to where I am now as、uh, as the proud executive at RBC. 
Yeah, so summer student, that's how you entered. And I'm assuming you got the job by applying or any sort of particular networking opportunity you did. I know, I know I'm, I'm kind of dating back, but I'm just trying to put the folks back there. It's not easy to get the first job, right? Yeah, I mean, I was fortunate. My mother worked for RBC at the time. Um, and so I think that might get you in the door. But being invited back, I think, is something that, uh, you know, is something that you have to work for. And I happened to go back to the same area for three summers in a row. Um, but that's how it started, uh, was through that opportunity, and then just continued all the way through. Perfect. So um, the second, as moving along, Laura, is how did you navigate your career throughout the years? Because as you said in your intro, you had a lot of different um, roles at RBC, mm-hmm. and it's not easy for individuals to move around. So what's the navigation strategy here? Yeah, I mean, it's a lot. I mean, I think you, you have to be reasonable with your expectations coming in in terms of Look, RBC is a large organization, as an example. It's 84,000 people globally. You're not going to know everything on day one in terms of how to navigate the organization. So, so some of it is about how are you tuning into what options are there to learn about the organization, whether that's through networking events. I mean, technology is incredible now. You, you know, we have an in- internal, as most companies do, uh, an internal internet site that really just allows you to explore whether it's areas of interest for you, be it technology, be it trading, whatever it is you're fascinated by. You can follow leaders that you hear about, whether that's the CEO, Dave Mackay, whether it's individual leaders in in a local unit as you get started, let's say, as a summer student or a co-op. You can follow people. And I think that that is is such a game-changer, I think, for youth today is that although the organization is big, it is so much more accessible than what it was when, you know, in the absence of those tools, kind of when I started. Um, So the question becomes, how do you tap into them? And it's very easy to do that. The world is big as small as you want to make it from a technology perspective. Who you follow and, and who you don't, you can determine. Are you following 10 leaders, one leader, five leaders? That's really up to you in a particular area, or do you want to know more broadly about the organization? So that's how I would navigate today, which is probably different than trying to do it one job at a time, uh, which is probably the way we came up. Um, So it's a little bit different now, and I would say plug in. Yeah, and I think the key point you're making is is hustling. There is no gold bladder. There is... There is nothing. There's nothing. Right. The gold ladder. You gotta hustle. You gotta talk to people, networking, and stay yourself connected. So, so very, very nice point. Um, today, when you, when you look at um, your department, let's say, and you, Laura, touches as you said, the entire organization. What kind of roles? And this is a very broad question. What kind of roles do you think for you that are available in banking specific? I know it's a very broad question because you see everything in the RBC. Yeah. Again, I would say rather than starting what roles are available, let's start with what are the experiences you want to have? What are you passionate about? What is the type of work you're interested in doing? Because if someone says to me, I want to go do programming, then I probably wouldn't recommend a retail banking role as a way to start. So we have such a vast variety of roles. I think it's really starting with the individual first to understand what are you passionate about? Where do you, what's the areas of interest for you? And having those initial conversations because a banking advisor working with clients in a branch, talking about loans and mortgages and investments is very different than somebody who's interested protect potentially more in IT programming type roles. The good news is we have a vast array of possibilities 
Um, so, you know, I don't, to your point earlier, Nabil, there is not one right answer here. And, and part of, you know, the advice that I would offer and sort of what has been my mantra is, is kind of discovering, you know, what your true north is or what you're passionate about and following those experiences rather than a role. Right. No, good point. And as you were talking, because uh, for the listeners, if you like, let's say, contact center environment, then you go look for roles in advice center. If you like face-to-face retail, then there's branch network. If you like, let's say, mortgage sales or investment sales, that's what we do, career sales, right? If um, if you like programming, as you said there. So I think the key part is to know what you went to school for or what you really want to accomplish and then go look into those categories. Try to keep it open, but narrow it down, right? I think that's what I'm hearing from you. And what I would add to that, Nabil, is just, you know, sometimes I, I feel that, you know, even as I talk to employees in organizations today, people get so overwhelmed and put so much pressure on themselves that the choice I make today defines me forever. And what I would say is that's not true. It's just this chapter. You know, right. if, if you look at a career journey, it's a marathon. So regardless of where you work, the type of work you do, the reality is you're probably working 30 to, to 40 years. It might right. be different companies. It might be one company. So, you know, you know, be kind to yourself in the sense of um, making sure that you realize that this job, there's no one right path, that this job doesn't define your entire journey. It's just this chapter. And I'm going to just add on something which I learned from you, Laura, five years ago. I remember you telling me that when you're starting your career, you got to trust the system and then keep going where people are guiding you. When you have 10, 15 years in your career, that's the time you can think about, okay, maybe I want this or I don't want that, right? But when you're starting your career, you got to trust the leaders. You got to trust the individuals where they have seen something in you and you can go towards that. So I, I agree with uh, the perfect point. Um, staying with the theme, I know your your time is precious. You might have a two o'clock meeting coming after. Um, any uh, networking, internship opportunities? Um, you we have talked about RPC Future Launch and and Career Edge and up uh, up launch as well. Any anything else you or maybe something similar you want to mention for you today who are graduating? And uh, I mean, I can share something here. Like my sister-in-law is getting a drive-through degree where there's no graduation happening, right? So. <laughs> How can these guys can land some networking opportunities to their internships or anything, you know? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I've heard different forums, whether it's virtual coffee chats, whether it's, um, again, connecting through, you know, friends and neighbors. Like, don't underestimate your the community that you live in and how they can support you, right? Like, you know, do you talk to your neighbors and what are they connected to? If you do volunteer work, um, talk to the people in those organizations. Again, every, you know, everything is what we call the six degrees of separation. Somebody knows somebody who knows somebody. So it's right. really just about getting the conversations going, you know, and again, my, my, you know, my son who's 15, I'm trying to encourage him to get his fifth, you know, his first job at, at the age of 15 and, you know, trying to work with him to say, well, you don't just send in the application, like go meet with them, go follow up. You need to follow up. You're going to be one of many. Um, so I, I, I think, you know, I think you said it earlier, Nabil, it, it, you got to work for it too a little bit, right? It's not going to just fall on your lap. And, and like we said before about virtual connections, there's LinkedIn. You know, you can follow leaders and organizations that you're, that you're interested in. You can Google organizations that you're interested in or get on LinkedIn and follow them. What are they talking about? 
And the reason why you want to do that is because then if you're interested in a particular field, financial services, you know, a, a fintech a technology company, when you do open the door and have the conversation with them, you actually know what that company's um, thinking about, what their priorities are. And there is nothing that makes you more relevant in a moment than a company feeling like you've done your research and you know them. And so that's what I would tune in. And I, you know, again, have these conversations with, with my son who's looking to be, you know, an engineer. And we've talked about different companies and, and how are you researching them and understanding them, et cetera. Uh, but that's what I would encourage people to do is find a way to plug in. I think when you're saying sometimes you might say that they don't have a lot today's world, but when you the way you put it together, they actually have more than what we had back in the days, right? right? So one of our uh, past guests also mentioned that she was actually mailing out 100 resumes. Can you imagine printing out the resumes, putting in the envelope, put on the stamp, and then mail your resume. That was the life back then. Today, right. as you said, you can search everything on LinkedIn. You have the CEO of the company accessible, ask questions, and then you can dive in there. So, I mean, there are more resources available. Absolutely. Laura, coming back with the last question, I know. Um, big question coming in again for you. So whatever you want to tackle it, go for it. Any career advice um, you want to give it to all the listeners? Um, we're finishing the undergrads or trying to find jobs or something along those lines, anything. Yeah, I, I, you know, I mean, I guess I would sum it up as I, you know, I kind of said earlier, um, is that careers are marathons. So, so think of it, which, by the way, when that was said to me early on in my career, I was completely offended because I felt my ambition was a little bit higher than what felt like I was being told to slow down because here I was trying to sprint and I was told it was a marathon. But, but, but it is this notion that, that think of your career in terms of a story that you're writing uh, about yourself and your journey. And everything is just one chapter because you are going to have life experiences, whether it's a partner, a family, um, decisions. Like I told you, I moved from Atlanta, Canada to Toronto. All these decisions are going to influence what roles you take, which ones you say no to. And they're all okay. And, and I think what's important about that is don't put so much pressure on yourself to find the next right role because there's many options. And this is just the next chapter. The next one after that, you can define depending on where you are in the moment. But the two things that we talked about is, you know, this notion of being curious. So again, we talked about encouraging people. If, if there's a role that you think you want, go on LinkedIn and find a few job descriptions. And what is it that makes you thrive? Do you feel your adrenaline pumping? Because those are probably the roles you're going to thrive in. And start to make mental notes of this. So it's this balance between being curious and exploring with the other side of self-awareness. Nabil, you pointed out that, you know, after a while, I began to figure it out for myself. What are the roles and the type of work I love to do? And what do I want less of? Right? That is the value of diversity in any organization, too, is there are different roles because we all have different thought processes and experiences. So be curious and grow your self-awareness at the same time and you'll ultimately thrive. Yeah, and, I, and I'll share something for all the listeners. If I go back about nine years ago, Laura, you give me really good advice. We used to work in contact center and I was gonna become a manager in the insurance field. And you said, Nabil, what are you gonna learn new? Because you're selling insurance and if you go in the field, you're gonna sell insurance again. If you wanna learn something new, might as well go to the banking side. And I remember exactly you saying the same words is throughout the journey, you have a bag. Think of it as a bag. And more things you want to put in the bag, 
the better and more valuable you will be 10 years later. And I and I want to acknowledge you for like, giving the best advice. And this is what I want all the listeners to get is uh, throughout the years, try to get different experiences as, you know, you're filling your bag. I think, and I don't know if the right thing to say or not, but what, I, what I'm seeing in the industry is if I have a 15-year employee doing one thing, but I have different employees have done through different diversification of roles they have seen different parts of the organization both are very valuable but this person who has in more roles are seeing more diversify in the in the industry you're leading so laura coming to a close i wish i can keep you for as long as i want but i know you're busy and the listeners um i really enjoy the meeting so thank you so much for your time um uh, thank you for uh, sharing the the million dollar tips with us and uh, thank you for joining my pleasure thank you hi everyone thank you.